Hi, I'm Trina, a self-deprecating low-life Malaysian actor trying to find the meaning of success. I decided to get out of bed and do what I love doing. Ask a damn lot of questions and find some answers. Well, sort of. Join me on the actor's journey. Hi guys, I am Petrina Rafi. You can call me Trina because that's cooler. No, actually, depends. We'll see. I love Trina. Oh, uh, thanks. <laughs> uh, I am an actor and uh, welcome. Uh, and I'm an actor. So, uh, and I'm, I've been an actor for about uh, five years, I guess, right now. Uh, theater and film. And uh, right now, I'm just trying to figure out this acting thing. And therefore, here we are in the <laughs> Actors Journey podcast. And today, for my first guest, is my amazing friend and amazing actor, stage and screen, uh, the very wonderful Greta! Hello! Thank you, Trina. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. In my house. Yes, thanks for living space in your mind. I'm really happy for it to be here because I feel most comfortable in this space and yeah. yeah and it's nice to like like have a chat with you, with a friend, with a, a friend, close friend. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't feel like a serious interview. Yeah. And I love the I love the concept, the whole concept of the actor's journey. Mm-mm. You know, it feels like a, some kind of like a pilgrimage and <laughs> this is my promo. Actually I brought her in just for promo. <laughs> Yeah, that's all I'm looking for, you know. I just like, okay, bye Trina. (laughs) I shall go into my room. (laughs) And her plants, no, Uh, Cool, alright. So, Grace, uh, why don't you just give um, everyone a little bit of an introduction to you and your career and everything else? So, hi, my name is Grace, Grace Ung. I'm an actress uh, and a performing artist. I would say I've been doing this for about eight years now. Before that, I was actually a newsreader and a TV host. Wow! <laughs> so I transitioned from that realm into you know acting and expression and performing arts. Mm-hmm. Um, I make most of my money as a voice talent because yeah, let's be honest, in Malaysia it's a little bit hard to fully sustain as an actor unless you're really famous, which I am not. Somebody make me famous, please. Disclaimer: <laughs> I'm just doing this. For the potential fame. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I make most of my money as a voice actor, but um, my passion is, of course, acting and dance and performing arts. Yes. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So uh, for our very first episode, I really just wanted to delve into the most important question. And at the same time, it seems like a basic question, but it's always a hard one because I don't think people can ever truly define um, what acting is. Hmm. So what is acting to you? The million dollar question, right? Yes. What is acting? (laughs) The hardest topic of all for the first topic. Um, Okay, so to me, to me, acting is essentially um, embodying a character and expressing it with full empathy and emotion um, in order to tell the, so- the story. So it, oh, it's in yeah. service of the story. But um, I would say like for me acting personally, like how it started was when I was a kid and I wanted to <laughs> make my parents and my family laugh. 
Oh, yeah, so yeah. It was a very entertaining kind of instinct within me. Oh. So um, I remember like they would be like sitting down watching TV. Then I would stand next to the TV, mm. and I remember it being like a Pantene commercial. And you know, the model was like long lustrous hair pantene and then and then i i don't remember what i did but i remember like standing next to the tv and like i was like and then they were laughing and then like and then that was my first like aha this works yeah you know like this is a strategy for life (laughs) how old are you i think i was about seven yeah (laughs) (laughs) we were building an elon mask and we didn't even know it (laughs) And Elon Musk, the Elon Musk of acting. Oh my god, that's my dream. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the I guess the instinct started out when I was a kid to entertain, to make people laugh. And then like um I kind of grew up in church camp, like church environment. Yeah. So Beep! this part is censored. Censored. But yeah, that's a good part about church camp. It's like you get to do the, the plays and the sketches and everything. So I had a lot of fun doing that. Um, and then and then when I went to college, I joined a Taylor Society of Performing Arts. Oh, snaps. Mm. It was I, called I SPA. Didn't... It was called SPA, Society of Performing Arts. Like, Are you going for SPA today? <laughs> <laughs> it's not the face mask kind. It's the face mask <laughs> Yeah, it's not the face mask kind, it's the... It's the art face mask, you know, the one where they got no effect. The weird ones, right? I mean, did you do masking? Mm, no. I did a bit of yeah, mask, okay. yeah. Okay, we'll get into that another day, but you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. And how was that for you, like, so, uh, like, experiencing... So, most of, like, your experience was just going to, like, club... Uh, it's very communal work mm, like, very community yeah. to acting so like, even when I was um, yeah so introduction and then in, in college I took some theatre subjects like musical theatre and, and uh, physical theatre so movement movement stuff um, and then I guess when I got slightly older and then I told my mum that this was after after uni after graduating I was like oh you know I want to be an actor my mum is obviously like are you insane are you out of your mind she's like no and she laid down the law la, basically she was like no you need to do a mass comm subject like broadcasting or some kind of mm. thing like that so that's why i went into i went into radio production at first mm. so i worked at bfm nice. uh, and then at ntv7 uh, mm. so yeah then after a while like there's this thing inside me like since i was young i just really want to act that's all i want to do mm. you know so then i i decided to leave the tv job and just pursue um acting drama and then so that's when i went to drama school ah and um where did you go for drama school so i went to nida the national institute of dramatic art (laughs) (laughs) which is the the school that dato johasham graduated from oh and 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 it was like uh it was a conservatory basically yeah conservatory so we were like it was a very Yes, purely acting, very immersive. Like, so we had uh, five subjects, mm-hmm. acting, voice, mm-hmm. body, <laughs> and two more, I, I can't remember. I'm, oh, music, music, oh, music. Yeah, okay. And one more was like performance studies. So, oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, so that, it's very like dramaturgy kind of. That one was work. like, yeah, that one was the more like a little bit of a theoretical, theoretical subject, which... To be very honest, I didn't put that much effort 
into. This is why we're friends. <laughs> you're like, I have to read things. <laughs> but actually, it was very interesting. It taught me a lot. Yeah. It really yeah. taught me about the, the history yeah. of acting, like how, how, how Western acting started out as from Greek theatre. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I felt that that's kind of significant lah, a little bit. Oh, very. Mm. But oh, do you dare say like your definition of acting changed um, when you moved to, when you studied uh, in drama school? Yeah definitely. yeah, definitely. Because before that, I would say my my knowledge of acting is very, very innocent and simplistic, which Honestly, like right now, I'm trying to go back to the, the, the mm. time when it was just innocent, simplistic, and just for the joy of like, of like sharing, yeah. of, of sharing and telling stories and for the community, because that's what acting and storytelling is about. We tell stories for, the people. For, yeah, for the people, for connection and for that sense of uh, heritage mm. and continuity of our stories, mm. of whether of society, community or humanity, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um got lost on attention there where was I uh, yeah yeah so back to drama school where was I the, the, it, it was um, did drama school kind of ch- help you change your uh, yeah. of acting so before that it was a very simplistic um, knowledge of acting and then when I went to drama school it became it became very spiritual and psychological whoa yeah and okay. I think that is that has to do with the probably the history of how acting is being taught in drama schools. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so it has a very drama yes. schools have, yeah. have they have a very um, Stanislavski style. Style. Yeah. Okay, so for um, we are going to share what. Stanislavski and who Stanislavski is basically Crash Course one. Okay, Crash Course 101 one, one, within this podcast Okay, so <laughs> So, um, okay, so from what I know is that last time, last time uh, theatre used to be very like if, if you're sad, you're like oh, I'm sad If you're happy, ah, I'm happy Angry, mm, I'm angry mm-hmm. And so it's a very like outward like declamatory style which is quite similar to Chinese opera also and other more traditional styles of acting so very gestural mm-hmm. um, and then after that there was this one guy his name is Konstantin Stanislavski a Russian dude and Russian. <laughs> and he was very like um, this is boring like every time I go to the theater because he was actually from a very wealthy family oh yeah, yeah so he was very bored he was like no this is boring he was like I'm <laughs> I, I want the only the rich that. can question. <laughs> you gotta thank them for it. It's yeah, like they're free, so they go like no, nothing to do. No, I'm like, like yeah. So poverty, what is that? <laughs> no, but but that's the that's the that's the joy of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so we have him to thank for modern acting, and so he decided that you know this declamatory style it's it's not interesting because it's boring. It's all the same. So he he was more interested in the inner world of human beings mm. and how how actors can bring that inner world onto stage because sometimes like yeah. like and you see this in modern in the best type of modern acting mm. when an actor is sad on the inside but on the outside they're like yeah they have this like you know like this weird like 
with, with the lip yeah, with the, yeah with this weird expression and you're like is this person sad is this person mm. like it's Decided. a mix of emotions and that's what draws the audience in you know yeah um so that's what stanislavski was trying to to go for so he founded moscow art theater blah blah, blah and then like lee strasberg studied under him then lee strasberg taught like marilyn monroe and like taught like all the greats of hollywood theater and then from there modern acting as we know it yeah. was birthed so everything that we see today mm. from your daniel day lewis to your jennifer lawrence it all honestly it all kind of stemmed from Stanislavski. yeah you he, know if he didn't have his like ding i want to change acting everyone would still be doing like the very declamatory style of like yeah i am standing here yeah, yeah. a very gestural very expressive sort of yeah, yeah. I don't know if that really answered the question though. Yeah, I think now acting is for me it's a combination of like the the innocent joy of just telling stories and like community sort of mm -hmm. thing and combined with the like the more theory about acting. Yeah, like the experimental and the like in depth of questioning. The psychological why, Yeah, why you do what you do mm. and all that kind of stuff. Intention, objective, subjective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should talk about that a little bit too. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. Uh, uh, next okay. question. So why acting? Like knowing the struggles of acting like why why acting actually that's a tough question isn't it <laughs> because yeah it is like you say it's a very um it's a very tough thing and i feel like actors they always do they actors do everything opposite of what normal human beings want to do mm. you know actors, <laughs> seriously we are the definition of a hipster okay don't mess. <laughs> don't mess. Don't mess, yo. Yo. <laughs> Looking like a hobo? That was us first. What are you trying to do? Like, trying to be as mainstream? What? Actually, like, the hipster beard is all originated from this one out-of-work actor. Yes, legit. <laughs> Discovered in New York somewhere. And someone was like, oh, that's cool. That's right. You just had to get one freaking fashion person like, this is art. <laughs> everyone's wearing it that's creativity <laughs> but yeah what i find fascinating about actors is that like okay most human beings mm. want to be want to avoid drama mm. actors want drama yeah, yeah, yeah. you know most human beings they want to like avoid messy emotions mm. actors want to revel in messy emotions most human beings don't want to think so much actors want to think a lot yeah. you know so they just want to be Seriously, it's so crazy. So, like, why acting is a very, very good question. Um, and out of, out of all the creative uh, platforms, why, why acting? Because like, you sing too, mm -hmm. you know, and you dance as well. Like, why is acting the drive of your... Okay, career? honestly, honestly, I would say that it, it is the one thing that actually really, really requires you to be like 100% vulnerable and 100% yourself. Like, yes. yeah. Okay. Okay. And yeah, because all the, all the other art forms are dance and singing, both yeah. also very expressive. Yeah. Um, but in a way, sometimes I feel like you can use your art as like 
a, a mask mm -hmm. or you can you, like your art yeah. distances your, yourself from your audience use yeah. it as a distance but with acting I feel it's very immediate yeah. it's very you have to really really show yourself and be ver very vulnerable show yourself show the character show yeah. the storyline yeah. Like it's, yeah it's up in your face but um it's well this is a bit different but do you consider that a bit dangerous no it is. It's very scary. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But then I think it kind of pushes me la, because uh, I, I definitely have, have issues, like most people, with really, really showing myself, um, really being vulnerable mm -mm. and showing who I am, mm -mm. you know. So I think it's a good, it's a good challenge. Yeah. yeah. But sometimes, yeah, you're right, it can be dangerous, uh, mm -hmm. especially if you... Um, get too heavily involved in the character and I think using the wrong acting methods can be dangerous okay. like like okay so that uh, Lee Strasberg guy right who is Marilyn Monroe's guru mm. um, he recommended using this thing called emotional memory so where like where you wanna let's say if you need to cry in a certain moment in the in the in whatever work you're doing in the play or the text or the script or whatever and then so what you do in order to access that emotion is like you think back all oh, the time when my dog died or the time when you know mm, whatever yeah, yeah, bad yeah. thing happened to me you access you go back in time to that memory mm -hmm. and you you use that to bring out the emotion yeah and and he i think he used a lot of other very extreme techniques which are now commonly known to most of us as method acting <laughs> method so yeah uh, i think going method can be quite dangerous mm -hmm. and if you don't especially if you don't know how to pull yourself back from reality or if you don't have very like super grounded friends who are like hey yeah hello we are here on earth come eat this yeah. nasi lemak or you know or you don't have access to sex a therapist yeah exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. and therapist expensive so not yeah. everyone has access to therapists no. uh. so yeah. it, it can be it can be dangerous la. so I would recommend that anyone who you know who is interested in taking up acting to to if you know there are teachers who tell you to use this emotional memory technique just be careful yeah. and just know what you're getting into and know that there are actually other techniques that you can use yeah. uh, which rely more on imagination Mm -hmm. as opposed to emotional memory uh, so Stella Adler is is one teacher who uh, so like you know let's say if you are if you are in a situation where you need to be crying because um, you know one of your best friends just uh, committed suicide for example I know suicide is a very touchy topic and well, I, we just watched <laughs> we just watched the <laughs> A, a really intense movie that involves suicide. So that's the first thing that's Yeah, nice. yeah. So I mean, if you're an actor and you need to go into that position because, uh, yeah, stuff like this does happen and you need to go there. Yeah. Um, instead of accessing a previous memory, um, use imagination to 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 play with, to it. Play with it. Yeah. Is it fair to say that depending on the kind of work you do and the kind of project that you have as an actor it's important for you to know as many tools as possible to know which tools work best for this. Yeah, definitely. Do you, do you ever like, when you walk into a project, you kind of figured out the vibe and all, do you ever like sit down and kind of like program and go, okay, I need this tool. I don't want to play with this tool. Or do you experiment with all the tools until you figure out which tool makes sense? 
I feel like whenever I go into a new project, I kind of like see, like just have a feel around for it, and then I'll be like, hmm, what? How? How can I get there, or how can I make this work? And then I'll feel like, oh, you know, I think this is useful for this project, yeah. and each project will have like, uh, like you can use different tools for different projects, lah. Mm. So yeah, that's how I usually approach it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. cool. Uh, and it's fair to say that you still do it because it, like acting, is one of the few things that drives, that makes you move, right? In yeah. a way, it's there's just something inside where like I feel like if I if I give it up or if I don't do it, and there was a point in time like maybe like last early of last year where I really wanted to give it up, I didn't want to act anymore, um, but then I I do feel that there's something inside that is just, yeah, like. Like I feel like acting is a path that calls you. Yeah, it does. Yeah, like people don't. I I I notice that like people don't understand like how are you sh- you're still living up to this dream and all that kind of stuff. And I don't know how to tell you. I always tell people like if I knew how to do things differently, like or like take a different path, I that will make more money or like <laughs> or at least the safer route of life because. Mm. Being an artist in general or an actor is never a safe route. Never. We're kind of like the rebels of the society, right? I always tell people like, if I could, I would. But it is like when you say that it's a calling. It is. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. A it's little like bit this of painful. That. Like what is this never ending of what if in your head, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, professional. Uh. So. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, the, uh, when you were studying in uh, I know we touched base a bit on this but when you were studying in uh, Sydney you saw the difference in the style of acting and also like sort of like the way the industry was driven and played mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. what is it uh, what was the difference for you Yeah, what was the difference between the industry there and the industry here for you like what did you catch uh, okay, honestly, I can't really say much about the industry because I was a student there. Yeah. But I mean, from what we were exposed to, um, okay, obviously, their are, are scene is much more matured, lah, seriously. Yeah. You know, they have, they have an actual system. So they have their guilds, they have agents, they have um, castings. It's, everything's very system, systemized, systematic and organized. Um, whereas here, I feel like Okay, and not, not that this is a bad thing. I feel like our industry is quite, for lack of a better word, kampung. It's, mm. it's more like, it's more... Um, it's a baby. It's yeah. very casual. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's like a baby. It's like, you. oh, you want to come in? Okay. Yeah, we are very like friend-friend. Mm. Like, okay, I'm going to my friend. Okay, okay. I'm like, okay, yeah. Because face is the only thing that, <laughs> that you're looking at. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, that kind of mm. stuff, right? And, and... Because like I had I had a culture shock when I got back home. Mm. And did you experience it? Like what were the things that you experienced when you came back? Like culture shock in the industry at least, like trying to figure out how yeah, how to navigate yourself in the industry and compared to that. Well, over there where there's a system, you know, you Yeah. You you have your showcases, you have your your um open calls where agents of all from everywhere will come and sit down and watch and see your potential and all that kind of thing and see if they want to work with you 
you know you have all those things mm. but like over here it's not really a thing yeah for here I feel like it's very much uh, who you know so mm-hmm. I mean the, the fact that it's a very small very very small industry here so like since from before already I, I had some contacts or friends who were who were part of the industry so it was kind of like reaching out to them again mm-hmm. um, and then you know just like connecting with people through like Instagram or going to yeah. parties going to events like networking with people getting myself uh, out there. yeah so the the way that you get jobs here in Malaysia especially uh, mm-hmm. um, is like you need to network yeah yeah, yeah. and um, and do, are there any specific spaces or places for that? It's very informal. Everything yeah. is very informal and there's quite a lot of luck involved as yeah. well. Yeah, uh, it's a matter of who you who your social circle is, who you hang out with. Um it's quite it's it's a little bit mystical in a way. I mean, I'm not saying like mystical. I'm I'm sure I'm sure that in in like places that are more established uh, have more established markets for the industry. I'm sure it's also, there's an amount of mysticality to it as well. Mm-hmm. But then there, it's a lot more systematic. And then you can, where you can actually sit down and go like, okay, I'm going to go for this audition, this audition, da 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 And like plan out your day and really have a plan to see yourself succeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what was it that you noticed that the industry there prioritised and what what we prioritize in acting okay I, I think that the industry in Malaysia I feel we have changed a lot over the past five years or so mm. the, the leaps and bounds like okay last time okay when I first started right especially um, when I was doing my hosting thing so this was like maybe 10 years ago mm. um, my look is like big X because uh-huh. I wasn't pan Asian Mm. Yeah, I <laughs> so I look too Chinese. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I look too Chinese, but at the same time, because I cannot really speak Mandarin that well, so I don't fit into the Chinese market either. Yeah, so it was this. I felt, <laughs> it was this feeling of being super left out, super unseen, very yeah. marginalized, and at that time we the Malay. Uh, the Chinese me, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Did you feel that way too? Yeah. I yeah. Like, when you first started, yeah, like, right? I wasn't pan Asian enough to be like too urban. Mm. Nor was I. And urban market's so small. Mm. And then I, at the same time, I was too. Uh, I my Malay was like. Yeah. So I I I was kind of like you. Like I think I was too Malay. Uh, like facial wise, I'm a bit too Malay to be too urban. Which is so crazy because I'm looking at you now and I think like you would make a perfect anything. Like you would make a good host, you'd be a good actor, you're very versatile and you can do anything. That's what I feel when I look she's at you. My friend. That's why she's no, I'm not being biased really. Like like your face, I feel it can it can fit anything, you know? But it's also like, remember that day we bumped into a friend of yours who had the face? Mm. For like even the, the Chinese commercial. That's right, yeah. And it was still like, and th- that's the question I always like go like, so when it boils down to it, what is, what is the deal breaker? Mm. You know, even the person who has a face, what's the freaking deal breaker for you? In my honest opinion, you can correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like at the end of the day, what really brings it is the, the, the following. 
Mm. What brings it down is the following, which was never a thing for the longest time. Mm. And I think the viral aspect of your worth. Mm. But you see, like... Like back in my day, back in my day, <laughs> I mean, like, oh, what are you talking about? You're a Gen Z, right? <laughs> ten, I mean, like ten years. Wait, actually, yeah, Gen Z. Am I Gen Z? No, I'm. I'm a millennial. You're a millennial. Yeah, I'm a millennial. But back when I was just starting out, like ten years ago, there was no Instagram. No. No Instagram, like no YouTube or anything like that. So, Friendster. So the, yeah. So your calling card is basically your looks, yeah. and at that time the look that was in in Malaysia and this honestly it pisses me off the look that was in is Pan-Asian yeah, yeah. and so why why are we so ashamed of, of, of how we look as yeah. Asians that we need to hire someone else that yeah. we think is the ideal of how we should look like or you know I, I feel that it, yeah, it we didn't um, make sense you know it's like we haven't like dealt with our um, historical traumas to like still indulge in Eurocentric um features and mm. think that this is us this is defined by us even like no fans lah when I watch like Miss Malaysia and all and half of them come on I'm just like <laughs> I'm not saying that you're not a part of us mm. but I'm just saying that you're only in because you know like people struggle to accept an actual Asian facial ex- uh, you know Features. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, a very. F- I get so excited when I see other countries who are like, to hell with it. Mm. This is how my people look. Deal with it, you know. I think one of it would. Oh gosh, I'm going to sound so like freaking basic. I forgot <laughs> which country it was, but it was a South African country. And. Um, not South African. Yeah, South African country. Yes. Um, and um, she looked black you know like she looked like her people and she won and now it's just like yeah that's the kind of representation that should be out mm. and <laughs> yeah well now i feel i'm i'm glad things have changed you yeah know? slowly so you growing. know like i'm getting a lot of jobs now whereas in the past i i'm not pretty enough or mm. i'm not i don't look a certain way okay, yeah but now we people are accepting i i'm so grateful for this generation and this this way of being that is so accepting, so inclusive, um, yeah. where you know you don't like people have more awareness about what it is an actor does yeah. now, especially in Malaysia. Whereas I would say ten years ago, there was less awareness. Yeah. Um. But do you think that it's still a drive though? Like, if you have a look. Oh, oh looks are always important. Yeah. 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 Of course. Like, do you think it's the of drive of where? where your career can because go. ultimately like the the better you look the more followers you have on your instagram mm. it's it's um there's no there's no doubt about it but then if you you know if you don't really have the the special that kind of look then you know you got to work on other things whether it's you work, work on your voice or mm. your body or your skills or your networking you know there's always something that you can work at but sometimes i see like um some quite popular actors nowadays who they don't okay they don't necessarily it's not that they look ugly mm. um, but they do have a certain look that is not the typical Zhangzi look uh-uh. you know but no idea who's that but, but yes. they, you know very yeah uh, very typical like um, that look pretty I very pretty yeah, yeah. face sweet sweet one. sweet and pretty face yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Whereas, but you know, in storytelling, uh, there is a necessity for all types of faces. Yes. You know, yes. all types of faces. And um, each face, every face tells a story. You know, your body tells a story, you know. Yeah. And, and those, all those stories are important. Everyone's story is important. Yeah, so th- I think that is when I'm always like, should looks be the drive in the, the Kickstarter for your career? Or, or should it be talent, the work you're willing to put in? You know, that kind of stuff. Like, because at the end of the day, everyone wants to work with someone who can work. Mm, yeah. You yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, and I feel like looks, to be honest with you, especially now can always be worked on <laughs> more than like a person with who who is eager to learn you know who's eager to work mm. I don't know I, I just find it yeah I don't know if you agree that that should looks be the kickstarter or like this is a very very good question seriously I feel like what like this thing that they were talk, talking about they were touching on looks in terms of Mm-mm. the context of acting is so is so it's sensitive and at the same time it's very important yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um i would say okay the benefit like i'm 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 thinking like okay if i am a director or a producer or something yeah. like that the benefit of getting a generic beautiful person mm-hmm. is that it's in a way it's more neutral you know, you, you kind of work with a neutral canvas, so you can kind of throw whatever character you can kind of throw on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also looks kind of sell, because if the person is better looking, face it. I mean, let's face it, you know, like as audiences, people want to watch good looking people. Mm-hmm. But then there are also people who are, who they have a certain type of look, but they know how to sell their look. They're very confident of how they look. Yeah. And that somehow just translates as beauty. Yeah. As, as, it does. Yeah, you know, and, and a very smart yeah. casting director and a smart director and producer will say, yes, I want this person. They, having a specific uh, type of oh, look. But with that being said, like, do you feel that it's really changing? Like, the newer generation is starting to want to yes. say, like, I want to see faces. I would say 100%. Because... I, and I say this from personal experience because last time I was considered like not not ugly mm. but I was not considered my look was not considered industry level mm. but now it is mm-hmm. because you know we are accepting of all kinds of looks and faces mm-hmm. and that's why now I finally feel like like I can actually thrive like before that I thought like you know I, I, can, I should just stick to theatre and to performing arts or to dance or whatever movement stuff because I know that this phase just cannot make it. Mm. I know that I'm not going to get any work. But now, I know that I can because, because my face, it's... And I'm, I don't, I'm not saying that I'm ugly because I know I'm not. Mm-hmm. I know I'm very beautiful. But I'm not the industry... The, the 10 years ago Pan-Asian Pan-Asian. Malaysian like you know I'm not that standard yeah. yeah but then now that standard is out the window right. we don't have that standard anymore it's great because yeah. we're accepting of all kinds of faces yeah, yeah. and every face is unique and beautiful and every face has its own story yeah. and this is the 
this is the dream and the wish that I have for the industry and and you know I want to be able to say to anyone who comes up to me anyone at all and says can I be an actor I want to say yes mm-hmm. you know I want to be able to say yes you can no matter how you look yeah yeah, yeah. you know that's the, the the dream of an industry that I would love to create because every story is important so it's like reaching towards an industry of radical acceptance Yeah, I think so. I think so. Instead of like, because right now we're in the body positivity kind of like world, and body 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 positivity is good, is important, and it is a kickstarter to what should be towards radical acceptance, and you know what I mean, right? Because because we need to see us represented. We need to see, um, we need to see. A person who would go to the kitchen, looking like they're going to the kitchen. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, how how refreshing would that be? Would that like, be? Yeah. Oh, this person looks like me. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell stories. I can expose myself. I can speak and have an opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um. Next question. <laughs> I'm trying to transition my questions, but I feel like it's so fun. It's okay. I think we. Well, that is fine. <laughs> Editing is key. Uh, so, what is it you wish you knew before you started your career as an actor? So I wish I I wish I relaxed a lot more. Yeah, I wish I relaxed a lot more. I think when I was when I when I just started out, I I was very very concerned about what people thought about me. And I was very eager to please and to... Okay, I was very eager for validation and approval. Like, you know, am I right? Am I good? Am I, am I good enough? I was always like asking that question. Um, but now... Now I realize that actually that's, that's not so important. Yeah. So I wish I had known back then to relax more and that everything's going to be okay. Um... But then that that's always the the beauty about being where you are and looking back, you always think like you know you should have just relaxed more. Yeah. yeah. Um, other things I wish I would have known is that uh, it's not about it's not about you. Yeah, I think this this thing was a very big realization for me uh, that when when you are an actor. Um, It's about it's about the team. It's about telling the story. The story comes first. The work comes first. You are in service of the story, and once you have that switch of mindset, everything else will flow a lot easier. Your acting will naturally become better. Yeah, I guess when I first started, I was so like, oh my god, am I doing it right? Oh my god, like it's like yeah. so many concerns. Like you know, like is my eyebrow too high? Like like you know, everything becomes weird in my body because I'm so self conscious. Yeah. Um, but then, if I had that switch of of mind from the transference from it's not about me, it's not about me. This is about the story. Mm. This is about making it work as a whole. Okay. And if I had switched that focus, 
I think a lot of my work would have been better and I would have gotten to wherever I needed to get to faster. I would probably be more successful now mm-hmm. uh, if I had focused more on that. So I would say that one is definitely a huge learning experience. So if anyone's listening, yeah, I hope, I hope that you can take this in. You know how, you, how people say, like, you know, learn from other people's mistakes. Uh, yeah, this is one mistake of mine that you can definitely learn from. <laughs> Wait, uh, but that being said, like, is is that awareness of like, oh, I'm not good, I'm blah, 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 was that important for you to go through to get to where you need to be right now? Or do you feel like not? I think maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe. I, I guess it was my lesson to learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, my lesson to learn about... Um, yeah... And I, I think maybe different people have different lessons. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like, yeah, it was, it was necessary, necessary to struggle with myself so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess, you know, honestly, different people have different struggles. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I guess my struggle was a lot to do with, with feeling comfortable yeah. with myself and accepting myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was like a process that needed to be done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I guess acting was, was maybe, you know, maybe that's why my... my soul decided to <laughs> go towards acting go towards acting because like like I knew that I needed to like work on myself and my self acceptance a lot mm. yeah mm. okay uh, so last question is what's the one thing you learned from acting that you applied to your life one thing mm. uh, I mean there are multiple it's cool too <laughs> But the main the thing. main thing la, the main thing would be being mm, being in the moment mm. yeah so just really really like being being present um, yeah you know like I'm sure you can relate like when you're on stage yeah like the last thing you're thinking about no matter how upset you are you could have just like broken up with your boyfriend or had a fight with your mom or whatever mm. but when you're on stage and you're acting the last thing you're thinking about is that yeah yeah. yeah, and that's so nice yeah. because you're in the moment, you're in flow. And that's why theatre, doing theatre is so addictive. Yeah. Because two and a half, maybe like, yeah, two hours, you're on stage, your mind is just blank. You're in the moment, you're in the character, you're in flow, you're in connection with the audience, you're expressing, you're giving, you're sharing, you're reciting the lines that you memorized months ago. Yeah, yeah. Everything's come together and it's... it's uh, and what is the... Could you explain further in detail um, more of like what in the moment is really like the sensation, the feeling, the process? Mm, I would say it's like it's like just being just flowing, mm-hmm. you know. There's no there's no thought. Yeah, uh, I mean not to say there's no thought. Obviously, you do think things, but there's no like. It's a very cathartic process. Is it, are you reaching for cathartism? I would maybe less of catharsism and more Sism. of like <laughs> more of English. More of like flow. Okay. You know, that's what feels the the flow is what feels nice. Um when you mention like that's what theatre does and all, do you do you highly recommend for actors to at least experience theatre once? Yeah. Definitely, yeah. definitely. And why do you feel that way? Like? Because it's like, okay, I would say that honestly, theatre is the purest, purest form of acting. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, like, it's not necessary, you don't necessarily have to do theatre to be a good actor. I mean, I know so, so many actors 
uh, especially like I was watching uh, Ginny Boy TV uh, a few days ago and I watched some of the actors Again, no. who, <laughs> and they're they are amazing and I mean I know that probably probably they've not had theatre experience yeah. um, but they act so well mm-hmm. you know so which means that like I know that you don't need to have theatre experience to, to be a good actor but I feel that theatre is for is for yourself mm. yeah. it's to understand what you're doing it's a very it's a very intimate kind of connection because like after you you perform a show you can actually interact immediately with the people who just watch the show mm-hmm. so it's a very like intimate uh, kind of form of craft and work mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. yeah but I would say yeah it's a very very good experience and I definitely recommend people. everyone in this world to experience theatre at least once, once yeah. because there's that there's that rush, there's that excitement of just being on stage, being someone else, being in an alternate universe. Yeah. Uh, and just yeah. playing. Yeah, and just playing, exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, playing within within the rules. Yeah. Within yeah. Within your uh, 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 a theatre um practitioner or like maker uh wants it like playing within your 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 prison. Like when you when you create a story, when you create a space, what you're trying to also create is putting your characters in a prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That's what it is, and then you play within that that structure, right? Yeah, and it allows you to kind of like work. I, I, I like when you're in a prison. In a way, you kind of have to like deal with what is happening with you then, then, and also articulate your experiences and your emotions in that situation so yeah I, I agree with you I think you can only benefit by doing right that. yeah it's a really beneficial amazing yeah. experience it really really is so all you theatre like makers you want to plug your work <laughs> And just show yourself your classes. Wait, where? Where? Yeah. They are in like the comments. Where? Oh yeah, in the comments. In the comments. Be, no. Be, Be no. in the comments. Yeah. I don't know all of you. I'm still <laughs> figuring you all out. So yeah. Cool. Anyways, that was my last question. <sighs> Grace, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being my first guest. It was wonderful. I got a lot out of it. I'm so excited to see what... Uh, you know what everyone thinks what will happen after this um, yeah thank you so much thank you and I hope like yeah the, the actor's journey you know becomes a thing for you and continue and yeah it will be my flea bag yeah it will be your, your, your special moment you know and I hope like you know someone picks Trina up for a, a series special you know to tell her story Everyone has a story. This video is just us trying to like hype each other. Yeah. <laughs> this whole podcast is just hyping each other up. There's nothing, there was no point to this. <laughs> Alright. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yay. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the actor's journey. This episode was made possible by Chindana, Panjana, and my creative ventures.